Victory Screech! Well, Giants fans, it didn't take till week seven for the Giants to get their first victory this year. Happy victory Monday to all the Giants fans out there. Giants have a gigantic day. <laughs> I can't even speak right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Giants officially are one and three on the year. They're not one and seven or oh and five like last year. They beat the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans 27-21. It was the Saints' first game back at their home field since 2019. I'm just so excited for this team because the game they played on Sunday was phenomenal. There are a lot of good things we can talk about. Obviously, there's some things that we can look at that are on the uglier side of it, but Tom. A win is a win, my friend, and that's all that matters. How are you doing, but brother? I feel like the end of uh, every door episode. We did it. We did it. Vamos, Emo. We did it. Do, 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 do. No bananas. Obviously, as I've said in the past, I don't watch full extents of these games because I simply don't let it damage my health anymore. So I see the good things, and I definitely see the bad things. Obviously, but yo, they won. Is, it, is this real life? I don't know. Did you pinch yourself yet this morning? Or you Giants, so you're yet? telling me the Giants actually went down south to Louisiana, went to the Superdome for the Saints' first actual true home game since 2019 with fans, and they won in overtime, and everyone played well? Tom, a lot of people played well. And I guess we got to give credit where it's due to a lot of people. And it's, it's got to start with Daniel Jones. One – this season, he's been phenomenal. I don't care what anyone says. I know the wins and loss columns might not show it, but Daniel Jones is a certified baller. That's all I have to say about him. Not only was this the first time in his career he's thrown over 400 yards, but this is the first time in the Jason Garrett system that he's thrown over 300 yards. So think about that. All this talk we've been doing, we've been bashing Jason Garrett. We've been bashing all of his schemes. We just don't like Jason Garrett. Still, I'm not the biggest fan of him. One game's not going to change me until they do this multiple times in a row. But damn, Tom, that win yesterday felt amazing. To see the way, Tom, that offense played yesterday was everything I kind of imagined them to in the offseason with the weapons like Kenny Galladay, with Kadarius Toney, John Ross in the mix as well. It was just an all-around group effort on the offensive side of the ball. And Saquon Barkley as well, man, I said this from the beginning of the season. Give Saquon a few weeks to get his legs underneath him, to build back up his confidence, and then he's good. He'll be good from there. And we saw a lot of explosive plays this week, Tom. Uh, explosive plays from a lot of people. Rookie Kadarius Tony showed up. Gaudi made some nice grabs. Danny, as you said, as you started off, played, played phenomenal. And he's been playing final year. I know a lot of his drives and a lot of his nice plays don't result in, weren't resulting in points at the beginning of the year, but he wasn't exactly losing them games. And I've said that before. This was this was just the first time that pretty much everybody showed up. And considering Shepard was out, Slayton was out, I'm happy that Tony actually did something because if those two were out for the full game and he was nowhere to be found, then we have a serious problem coaching-wise because obviously if you, if you can't get a talent like that on the field, what are we even doing here? The offense can play this. I know the Saints defense isn't amazing, but they're, like, they're not terrible either. As of right now, Tom, they they were top five ranked in uh, defense like efficiency. Well, yeah, I don't we'll really start off this year. It's only been four games, but yeah, I don't I don't really count like efficiency rating stats or like rankings like that till at least the end of October because through through three four games you can play the worst teams in the league, and so your defense is going to show amazing stats. But no, I was saying that the Saints aren't 
amazing on defense, but they're not terrible. They have good playmakers on defense. Yeah, and it seemed like it seemed like the Giants scored a lot more points than 27 based on how well everyone did. And they weren't supposed to win this game at all. And I think that's exactly why they won. Well, they were down 21 to 10 in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter with seven minutes left. And then they punted. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. They're not taking chances. They're not going downfield. They're not risking it all. They're going to end up losing this game, but they pulled it out. I'll look at some key offensive players right now, Tom. Daniel Jones, 28 of 40 for 402 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. The interception did come before halftime, so. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying it doesn't count. I'm on the train with that. It doesn't count. Mm. One of his touchdowns did get taken away. I'm, I'm surprised ESPN shows two right now, but. On the John Ross catch, they said he caught it but fumbled it before he crossed the plane. So then he 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 scooped it up himself and like scored a touchdown like that, John Ross. So they didn't give Daniel Jones the credit on the passing touchdown there, which is kind of weird. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 52 yards. He had the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And Kenny Galladay, six receptions, 116 yards. He averaged 19.6 a reception. Does that not say showtime like anything else, Tom, right there? That was Kenny Galladay, and that's what we've been waiting to see. And he had two gigantic catches on third down. One in the two-minute drill right before the end of the fourth quarter, so Graham Gano could set up for that field goal. And then overtime on third and five, he set up the Saquon Barkley first and goal rushing touchdown. Kenny Galladay, that frustration has probably left his system, and he balled out. That man balled out yesterday. Out damn time. I mean, like you said, we needed this to happen, and he was another guy, too. If he had another bad game, what are we doing here? We're a month into the year, and our, and our quote-unquote quote, quote unquote guy hasn't showed up yet. He did. That's uh, You're pretty much going to hear me say that for pretty much everybody that we talk about. I think he had such a phenomenal game, Tom. One, because he's coming off that hamstring injury from the preseason. I think just week by week, he's getting more and more healthier i'll say he's getting more prepared or i don't even know i don't even know what i'm saying tom he's just ready to ball out he's probably physically in better shape than he was at the beginning of the season and he's definitely has a better connection with daniel jones than he did in week one because now they're really starting to build that relationship and also two i think Kadarius tony has a huge factor in that who had a career day for himself because we haven't really seen him put any production on the field yet tom so Kadarius tony was six receptions for 78 yards he averaged 13 per reception and his longest was 21 yards tom he really is a a human joystick it's unbelievable breaks tackles makes guys miss and his route running is clean and he draws a lot of eyes he draws a lot of defenders to him even though he's a rookie it doesn't matter a guy with that type of speed and that type of elusiveness you have to keep someone on him at all times and he's the reason why on third and five in overtime kenny galladay was wide open on the sideline can I just ask you something? Yeah, sure. What are you going to say? All these numbers aside, how happy are you? How happy am I? From what you saw in your guy 2-6 yesterday. Oh, I screamed at the TV when he got in the end zone because I was working, so I didn't get to do a live stream for the game. And it kind of bummed me out because I got to watch the first half of the game, but it's like I'm at work, so I can't be just fully involved in watching the game and devote all my time to it. And it kind of sucks. I hate doing that. I hate, like missing snippets of Giants games like that. But when I saw that 54-yard touchdown reception and then him score the game-winning touchdown, I just, to the moon, Tom, I couldn't be happier. I'm literally getting chills saying it, but I knew it. I knew it, and I told everyone. I freaking knew it, man. All he needed 
was a few warm-up games, get his mind right, build back up that confidence, and watch out. And that was the freaking game, man. He played out of his mind. I don't care if the rushing yards aren't over 100 yards. He does it in both categories, passing and rushing. And he's just a beast. He's a freaking beast, man. And he got into the end zone there. He crossed the plane, and the game was over, and there were no flags. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the yellow little bar to pop up at the bottom of the screen and say flag somewhere for holding. But in all honesty, the Giants offensive line has played the best game they have in a while. Even with all those moving pieces on the offensive line, they allowed zero sacks yesterday. Zero. How about that? How about Andrew Thomas, man? What a guy he's been so far this year. He's, I just said this to you before you hit record. He's put together a really solid four games. Through four games, Andrew Thomas has allowed six pressures, one hit and no sacks. At this point last year in 2020, he already allowed 19 pressures, three hits, and three sacks through four. Yeah, games. it's a, it's obvious he needed he needed a year to kind of just and and he played well down the stretch last year, so he clearly needed some time to just get used to everything, kind of even get his strength up a little bit, and it's showing this year. And I, I know I always every once in a while g- get all over the uh, Chase Young hypotheticals, but. We, we, we got our guy. I know the offensive line as a whole doesn't, doesn't always show it, but we have our left tackle. And for the future, that's the left tackle for the future. He's doing his thing. And, he, he, I mean, it, it just seemed like going into – that was the first game of October, but now going into the second month of the year, I'm not worrying about the left, the left tackle spot for the first time in a long time, and it feels really good. It just amazed me, Tom, how much time Daniel Jones had to throw the ball yesterday. It just really – it really does with all – the struggles the offensive line has had this season so far, all the injuries, this offensive line, Rob Sale has done an an amazing job since taking over last year with this offensive line core. And I love it. I couldn't be, I just couldn't be more proud as a fan. And just, I always say this time when the giants went to see them that happy, because I'm not going to lie. A lot of people already know this. We don't see a lot of wins as fans. We really don't see a lot of wins the past few years since 2016. But man, oh man, does a win like that, a top team in the NFL, feel really damn good, especially with next weekend's matchup in Dallas against those Cowgirls. So I'm very excited. I will say this, Daniel Jones had nine completions on throws from 10-plus yards downfield in week four. Listen, when they want to attack downfield, he's ready. Daniel Jones is prepared, and when he has time, he executes. That's all that matters, and he hits his receivers in the open field and lets them make plays after the catch it's just that's the team tom i can't say this enough that i've been dying to watch and i finally thank god i got off work at 3 30 i got to watch most of the second half like just fully from home got to sit there and watch and i'm so happy i got to unreal that the giants and the jets both won in overtime well what happened with the jets the titans missed a field goal in overtime after the jets kicked one well, yeah the jets were up seven and it looked it looks like it looked like they were about to close it out and then Tannehill drove all the way down the field well he drove he drove down the field and they scored to tie it and then so they go to overtime Jets Jets get the ball first they kick a field goal and then the Titans and the Titans drive down the field they go to kick a field goal yeah and uh journeyman kicker Randy Bullock missed the field goal yeah so Jets won but then Giants won you just you could just see and it's not this isn't really a bold statement it's just kind of a captain obvious statement different things awoke in the players like you saw it's been viral on twitter all day not instagram because instagram's been dead all day like jabril peppers unreal personality 
it's just, you know, when, when he's not doing things right and he's getting mossed by guys my, my size, it's not exactly a good look for him. But when he was out there, called the, called the coin flip with confidence, said, we want the ball. I, I know the Talking Giants guys made T-shirts for it already. Like, that's the, like, that's the team, like, that's the personality I want. Like, that's the, men, that's the atmosphere on the team I want to see. You didn't see that at all the first three weeks. And, but here they are. So, hey, man, I'm down to put the mess of those first three games behind us, even whatever messes you can, you want to point out from the, from yesterday. You're going into it. You're going into a new week. And we read off the brutal stretch of games they had, well, they have coming up, including yesterday. They already won one of them. So I'm not going to lie to you. I think it was the last six games. I mean, the next six games. They won one. If they can win one more, maybe even two, come out of that six stretch around 500, be like three and six going into the bye week. It would be awesome. Also, I just feel like after seeing the way they played yesterday, Tom, it makes me more confident going into those next five games. I know we said the right. next because it, but... it shows that they have some life. They didn't, they had no, well, obviously week one was a disaster. Technically, probably just should have beat the Washington football team. And then Atlanta, there was just no life. I'll say it right now, three and one they should be. But, you know, it's just, Hey, should have, could have, would have. But um, no, it's 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 good to see that, like you said, they were down twenty-one to ten, and then they put up seventeen unanswered points to win the game. That's something that last year's team did not have. That's something that they needed, and that's something that they showed us. Could it be a one-game fluke? I don't know. Probably, but the the NFL works in mysterious ways. It's just it's nice, and it's nice to see that Danny's. I said this last week. He will drive you, will drive you nuts most of the time, but he has he has the mentality. He has what it takes mentally and obviously physically to do it, to be the guy. It just has to work out. And yesterday it worked out. I love how fired up he gets in games. And you can see like when the emotions are running high, like he throws fist pumps everywhere. Like he's screaming. He goes into the press conference and he goes, uh, yeah, you know, it was great. Um, we played well. Um, I'm excited for the team. Um, like that fire and passion he has during games and all these photos. Now we're seeing surface of him just, throwing fist pumps and just doing whatever it just fires me up tom i love seeing it man and i'm i'm really happy for him because he deserves this man he deserves all of this and listen man if he can play like this at this elite level they're gonna have a hard time getting rid of him no matter what and i guess what i don't think it's happening but i'm just saying like if there was ever to be a point even if the rest of the season did not go well with the way danny's been playing this year they're gonna have a hard time if that is the scenario at the end of the year trying to get rid of him Put the wins and losses aside. If the game, if the rest of the season goes statistics-wise, the way these four games have went, you can't you can't you can't move on from them. He's not the reason you're that bad. Obviously, we saw you know we saw they were they were they've been in the last three games. They won one of them, like you said, shoulda coulda woulda. They coulda won the other two, but we haven't had a game yet where it's like man, like Danny really played like crap. Like he like he kind of lost that game for us. Hasn't happened yet. Even in the even in the Denver game, I know they only scored seven points, but Danny, I think he only fumbled. I think that was his only turnover that game. I'm pretty sure that was it. That and it, listen, it was a costly turnover during that game, and of course at that moment during the right. game, that point of the game, stuff like that happens. You see quarterbacks fumble all the time. Lamar Jackson fumbled twice on Monday Night Football. One day after that, and did he get criticized as much as Daniel Jones? Heck no. It's just when you're playing for a job, man. People people realize that. Well. And- Danny's also in a, much, in a much harder market than Lamar is. So we've only seen one quarterback handle the, handle the New York market properly for 
for the over the last 20 years consistently, and that was Eli Manning. Because obviously the, the Bills had 11 million quarterbacks. The Jets had 11 million quarterbacks. Eli was able to do it, and he did it well, probably more than anybody else could have ever done. So far, Danny's, Danny's following the same path. You know, he's not, like you said, all that emotion, and yet he's still calm and reserved in the postgame. That reminds me a lot of Eli. Eli was always cool, calm, and reserved when talking to the public. But you could tell the inner athlete in him would show up on the field during big plays. Eli would do the fist pump running around, just do the stick the hands in the air. Are we sure? Not, are we sure they're not twins, Daniel Jones? And I, I said it last year. I think it was like week five. I said it. I said, I said every time he gets up because that was when he was getting hit all the time last year. I said, but every time he got he got up, I thought I saw a one zero instead of an eight because they just like Danny is Eli with legs in my opinion because like young Eli could sling the rock. Had that mentality early that Danny has. Danny just fast. Eli, Eli ran with a piano on his back. Yeah, um, definitely two different types of speed demons, I will say. Right. Well, one one was just a demon. The other one was a speed demon. The other one had no speed. But no, I mean, it's just we we can we can go on and on about this. I loved what I saw from everybody. I mean, you, you can you can nitpick all you want, but they went into New Orleans, a very tough place to play historically and statistically, and they won. And Guys that needed to show up showed up. Danny Boy, Holiday, and most importantly, Saquon played out of his mind. I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you, that route that he scored the 54-yard touchdown on, they ran it earlier in the game. And what Lattimore did, he bit in the beginning of the game on the route with Ingram going underneath and then Saquon running straight downfield. So they ran it again. And Saquon told Daniel Jones before they ran that play, like going out on the field, he said, Look again my way because if Lattimore bites again, I'm going to be one-on-one with the safety that's all the way downfield. That's like where people don't really appreciate Saquon for his knowledge of the game. He knows what he's talking about, and he's not just a running back. He's more than a captain. He's just a game changer, man. He really is. And to have him on the field makes a huge difference for Daniel Jones. Like, look at the performance he had. It's not just because of of Saquon Barkley, but – Barkley just creates so many more opportunities for Jones. Galladay does the same. And so does Kadarius Tony. I'm finally, they brought him out of the box that he was in for the first three weeks of the season. Because if you don't, if the Giants don't win this game and you're going on to a divisional game, like there's just not more of a must win game like ever. And it was like basically the same week as last year. It's almost been like a year since that Dallas game in Dallas. But I will say they came out to play the offense, Tom. And I'm so happy with how that game worked out. And Saquon's back, baby. Saquon's back. The only, like, listen, I know, like, a win, you don't want to talk about anything negatives. But I will say, though, the Giants, Tom, their pass rush is just non-existent. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to see through the first three games that uh, Ojolari had three sacks through three games. So it kind of shows that he's kind of already comfortable in the NFL. But as a whole, yeah, like, where's where's our, quote, big cat, Leonard Williams? Or however many, don't even tell me right now because I'll flip out million per year guy like where is he i don't know he's making a lot of money he's making a lot of money i don't want to i don't want to start nitpicking because i just we really need to embrace this win because keeping it real might not see a lot more for a while i think this was a not not a lucky win because no one in the nfl is a lucky win but the saints had opportunities to put the game away and they, they they couldn't the giants tom they usually find ways to lose games Yesterday, they found a way to really win that game. Bradbury had the big interception. But back to the defensive front, no sacks, 
no QB pressures, and one tackle for loss. Yeah, that's bad. I know the Saints' offensive line is, is pretty good. They were, yeah, they were a little banged up, too, this week. They were missing one of their starting players, one of their starting players. That, that's even worse. I mean, and it just shows, you know, when, when you see how the offense played in terms of so many guys doing good, and you think of how the defense played last year down the stretch, if you can just combine those two, that's, that's such a good team. It is a very good team. But the potential's there. They just have to get home and get to the quarterback. Yeah. No, this was this was this was a necessary win. I'm sorry, I'll let you go. This was a necessary win because if they go 0 and 4 again, I mean, like tw- two years in a row, you know, all the all, like all those people are going to want Judge out. Obviously, everyone wants Garrett gone. I think that's a that's a common denominator for fans. Just getting even, like even let's say just hypotheticals, even if they lose their next three four games, getting those stopgap wins in between every few every couple of games does help a little bit because it it just shows that you you can win a game. Couldn't agree with you more, Tom. I really am very – I'm just very thankful that they won that game because they deserve to. They deserve to win this team, and they, they preach it all week in practice, all preseason, how they're a tough team. They're going to fight to the end, and that's what we saw on Sunday afternoon. What an amazing win for that team. And I will say, Tom, back to the defense real quick, if they have zero pressures and zero sacks – next week against Dallas and against Dak Prescott, they're going to lose and they're going to lose bad because that team, I think the Cowboys right now are averaging over 30 points a game. They're putting up on the offensive side of the ball. So they're going to have to get home to Dak Prescott next week in Dallas. That's going to be a very emotional game. I will say, because this is Dak's first time playing the giants since his injury. And it's basically a year ago from the injury. It was, I think it was week five last year. Wait, it is week five again this year. Yeah. Was it week five last year also? No, 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 because no. Or was uh, it week six? No, it, well, it was yeah. week five because the Giants were 0-4, and, and I thought they were going to get their first win and be 1-4 and four at least last year. Yeah, they were up 17-3. Yeah, Dak um, pick. No, Sunday, Sunday can get very out of hand very, very quickly. I guess if, we can do, if we'll just do one little glimpse, one little positive glimpse before we wrap it up. The way the offense played this week, they can keep up. Like, they can keep up. The way Dan, the way Daniel was throwing the ball, I felt like they scored forty points. That yeah, that's what I said in the beginning. It feels like they scored a lot more than twenty-seven. The way the entire offense played. So can they keep up? Yeah. Will they? Probably not. I doubt it. Just because the Cowboys move the ball so easily, so easily. It's going to be a real test for the defense. And I mean, Tom, we touched on everything so far. The offense being brilliant, the defense, how it was a little shaky. But listen, they held the Saints to 21 points. I will take that in any game, any week. Because I know the Giants, like you said, Tom, they can put up more than 20 points a game. They can they can do it. With that offensive firepower, and now they really know what they have in Kadarius Tony. they can do some damage. They can make themselves heard around the league. And I think, I think one person in particular really opened some eyeballs this weekend, and it was Daniel Jones. And I'm just so happy for him, man. I just... It was it was everybody, you know. Danny opened a lot of eyeballs. Saquon showed everyone that was the, this was the, this was the confidence. This was the get right game for him. You just saw the way he he was cutting in ways this week that he wasn't the, the first three games. I quite called you. Well, you actually called me. I think right when they won, one of the one of the last plays while they were driving down, he caught it running to the left, planted his leg, and turned around. And you just you could just tell that. Whether it was his ACL knee or not, he is not scared anymore, and he's got he's gotten banged around a couple of times through the first three games to get that that strength and conditioning back, and now he's confident, and confidence is key. So we'll I think sh- that's the biggest thing for him coming back for, especially any player in the NFL coming back from an ACL tear. It, I feel like yeah. it's more mental. The knee is good, 
Yeah, he it's, looked it's, fine. it's always more mental because like like the doctors literally, unless God forbid, you know, surgery goes wrong in some ways, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, like the doctors perfectly repair your knee, like your knee's fine. It's just all mental. And That's some true. some guys rebound very quickly, aka Adrian Peterson rushing for over two thousand yards one year after ACL. Other guys take take a couple of games. Took it's clearly taking Saquon a couple of games, and some guys unfortunately never rebound from it. But Saquon obviously has. It's nice to see him score both receiving and rushing. Let's just do more of the same, man. And I'm sure that's what that's. I'm sure that's what they're going to talk about all week. And I guess that's it, dude. I think that pretty much sums up the episode. I will say, the coaching staff. I'll give Jason Garrett a thumbs up. Joe Judge is still, you know, punting in certain situations. He, I feel like he just sticks to his game plan too much and he doesn't expand outside the box you kind of get what i'm saying about that tom mm-hmm. he's very i think very committed to his like style and his perspective on the game like if he thinks it's the right thing to do he's not gonna let anyone change his mind you understand what i'm saying by that kind of 100 all around great team win for this giants team a much needed win because listen i could not see this team at 0 and 5 right now i'd be ripping out my hair i wouldn't be able to do it man i really wouldn't be able to do it two years in a row Obviously, it still hurts my soul that lost to Washington week two, and of course the loss to the Falcons week three. I really thought those were games the Giants really should have won, but it is what it is at the end of the day. At least they have one victory in the wins column right now, and they got a big divisional matchup week five versus the Cowboys in Dallas at that lovely, 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 lovely stadium, Jerry's World. I think it's going to be a good game, man. 425 Eastern time. It's going to be an awesome game. 100%. Couldn't say it better myself, Q. I'm very proud of them, the way they played. And Daniel Jones, man, when it came down to crunch time, the last seven minutes, man, he exploded. And he threw the ball. And when he throws the ball deep, they connect on passes. And his receivers have been helping him out, especially in that game. And they caught a lot of big passes. That Honestly, Tom, that's all I really got to say, man. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, I want, I want to end it high. I want to end it on a high note. I just smile when I think I see these pictures. I'm looking through Twitter right now. These pictures of Daniel Jones flexing and stuff. Man, it makes me so happy, man. It, it just really does. And the offensive line playing well, too. It just, I'm just happy, Tom. That's all I can That's say. it, man. All right, Giants fans, that's it. We'll see you for the week five game preview in a few days. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your victory Monday as well. It's the most important day to start off the week of victory and the victory Monday feeling. So we will be back. Like I said, enjoy your week. This is awesome. A win is a win. And get ready for a very big game next week. All right, everyone. Have a good one. One last victory, Screech Q. Peace. All right, Giants fans. Peace out. Enjoy your week. Victory week, baby. I don't care, baby, by the way.